we're back with another exciting episode of Old Fashioned Working Whiskey, an old-fashioned podcast brought to you by a couple of old-fashioned guys drinking some old-fashioned with four roses, single barrel today. So I'm your host, Jason Courtney. As always in studio, our chief engineer and co-host, Mr. Olin Hyde. How are you doing, sir? Pushing some button, turning some knobs. I like it. I like it. I like it. So we are uh, sitting here with our Ice Flyers cups. We got a... Uh, Beautiful Four Roses single barrel, as I mentioned on the preview video, um, brought to us by Eric Seeley with the Seeley Sauce Company. And uh, it is a wonderful 50% alcohol by volume. So that puts it right at 100 proof. It is uh, distilled and aged by Four Roses Distillery out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. So I've enjoyed Four Roses several times, but this is my first time with their single barrel. Uh, so I'm excited to try it. How about you, sir? I am too. All right. Well, let's give it a go. Oh, smooth. Good. It's almost, you know, and I always thought like the guys that taste this and then describe how it tastes were like so full of crap. They still are, but yeah. <laughs> it's almost got like hints <laughs> of caramel. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's, guys, I, I'll be fully honest. It's probably because I don't have a great palette for that kind of stuff it's i went to a uh, a coffee convention for our scooters uh brand and each day they brought us a little i mean probably an ounce of coffee and we had to try and guess, guess the flavor notes and ro- you know what the roast was whether it was light medium or dark and Honestly, by day four, I don't think I had gotten one right. So <laughs> we did one in the morning and one in the afternoon. So I think I had eight opportunities and failed every time. But and you brought that back to the office for a little while. I tried. And, and I still I kept, think you couldn't. I kept failing. And I'm just like, I'm, I don't I'm, Some things you're just not good at. So you shouldn't do. And that's what I decided I wasn't going to do was try. Which I think with Bree, when she was doing that, I think I got, I'd say at least 75% of the time I got it right. I'll give you that because I have no idea. I'm not. I, All right, Bree, when this episode airs, you have to comment and say whether I got 75% of it right. Well, today we're going to talk about complacency. And as we do with most conversation topics, it's because it's something that's reared its ugly head in our organization. And so we're going to talk about it. Um, so one of our core values at Office Pride is always going the extra mile. And complacency is kind of counterintuitive to that. You know, complacency is just like, meh, it's okay. We're good enough. It's, it's fine. And so we want to talk about how to battle that complacency. And, you know, it's, it's something that can come into any organization. It's not just cleaning. It's not just coffee. I mean, any organization can deal with complacency and it's because typically complacency doesn't come without success. So it's one of those things you're like, man, we succeeded, but now you're kicking yourself because you got complacent, right? So we've done a lot of firsts. So we were the first franchise to uh, five million in Office Pride. This was our first year receiving uh, Best in Pensacola. We received the um, first Studer Community Institute Leadership uh, Certificate for our KC. We received the uh, standards of excellence, which is only given to the top 10% out of 142 franchises. Um, So 14 franchisees got that and we were one of them. So all these awards, all these things came to us and we were, we were complacent. We were like, yeah, we succeeded, which we did. And it's awesome. And we need to stop and celebrate those moments. 
but we also can't let our guard down because that's when we start to stumble and fall, which we've started to do here a little bit. Nothing. I mean, we're not uh, in fear of barding up our doors or. Yeah, it reminds me of Jim Collins' book, right? The uh, the enemy of great is good, and we are good. We're not bad. Like we're not, like you said, we're not sucking. Yeah, we're we're bad. Right this week. <laughs> Anytime the VP of Ops is out cleaning, it's it's a bad week. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but but we're on the men's right. We've re- we recognized it. I, the timing of Iceberg Ahead coming out could not have been more perfect because that's exactly what happened. We didn't turn the ship fast enough. But after listening to our own podcast, I'm like, hey guys, this is what we're battling. We've got to make this change, and we've got to get uncomplacent we've got to get driven again we've got to find out that motivator and i think the motivator for the ops team right now is not having to go out and clean all night you know you're out caleb's out michelle's out so we got little supervision going on and a lot of cleaning because we weren't prepared supervisor wise we lost fill-ins we um weren't able to train enough cleaners quick enough background checks were too slow we got complacent with that vendor a lot yeah. of complacency happened and now it's all fallen into our lap and it's a good thing because I think it's going to reignite that fire for all of us, right? We we got to that 5 million and that was halfway to our goal, but we want to get to 10 million. I think we're going to hit 6 million this year, but we still want to get to 10 and this is going to push us and challenge us to do it more efficiently. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing. It wasn't the greatest timing, right? Never, never do you enjoy having to work extra around the holidays. We got Christmas coming up next week. The new year's the week after that. We just had Thanksgiving three, three and a half weeks ago. So timing sucks, but it's what we needed. It's a little kick in the pants to get moving again. Right? Yeah. I mean, as I told you, right, it was a a conversation of we're not getting back here again. (laughs) (laughs) That yeah. that's not an option, right? It was, uh, you know, jumping in, doing the hard work now, but being back here again in the future is not an option. Like, Yeah. And so the first step we had to take was recognize it, right? So we have to acknowledge that complacency exists in order to address it. And then we have to do the things that led to our past successes and not just operate on autopilot, right? Because that's kind of what happened was, hey, we're good. We'll just keep doing what we've always done. We'll just, you know, it'll be fine. And times are a changing. We've talked about it on this podcast multiple times. Adapt or die was one of our podcasts, you know, technology, things like that. And we just got complacent, right? So we'll talk about a specific customer. We won't use their name that Owens had to help train and clean a few times this week. And he's like, these Bissell vacuums suck. Like it's hard not in work. A good way. Yeah. 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 Not like you want the vacuum to like, it's hard work. You're, I mean, it's hard on your shoulder. He's like, I'm having to take some ibuprofen. He's like, I'm ordering some $350 vacuums for this site. And I'm like, whoo, like that's $700. You're ordering two of them. Like, are we going to take care of these? Like, are, are we tracking them? Which that's one of Caleb's rocks this quarter. So he's trying to make sure that's handled, but he's like, it'll speed up our efficiency, lower the work that our cleaners have to do, which will help with retention. So the long term, it's beneficial, right? That's that's why we're making the move. Absolutely. And that was the thing, the complacency, right, is coming in and, and realizing that nobody else had spoken up and said, hey, this sucks doing it this way. Is there a better way? And, you know, even. Today, Caleb and I were talking, there's another site that's twice a week. It's an eight hour site. So it's not one person cleaning it. Right. But we have a Bissell vacuum there. And, you know, I was help 
helping there last night and I took a backpack vacuum and at the end of it, you know, of hour and a half, two hours solid of vacuuming with a backpack vacuum. And I go back to the closet and I see that Bissell. I had the thought, like, are we killing people trying to vacuum this place with a Bissell? Like, I, I know that not everyone's going to want to wear a backpack, but I was like, there's got to be a better way than sure. You know, because at, at that point you're talking two, two and a half hours of like you said, uh, pushing forward and back. Um, yeah, even with the right vacuum. technique, it's still it's still very labor intensive. So we had to acknowledge that and and make some corrections. And I think part of the problem was is the supervisors were so overworked, they weren't able to get in there and notice that. They were just like, hey, we got to keep our head down and clean through it, right? And now that you guys are in there thinking a little higher level, it's like, hey, we, we got to do something to change this. This, yeah. this is not a sustainable model. Yeah, It's going to cost us a little bit up front, but it'll save us in the long run. Yeah, because... It, it's just like I told you at that other place. I was like, man, I know I, I'm not normally out cleaning and not normally having to handle this. I was like, but it's still <laughs> a lot of work just for a normal cleaner to do that. And I was like, we're, we're going to burn through people if we're setting them up for that type of a, a workload with that vacuum. Yeah. So that's step, step one is recognizing it. Step two is putting it in context. So as I said earlier, we don't really have to worry about battling complacency until we've found success. So we have to recognize and celebrate the success first, but then we have to challenge ourselves and the team to step it up and work hard so that we can experience more success because, and we've talked about it, you know, if, if we're not growing, you're dying. There is no plateau of stable. You're yeah. either climbing or you're falling. And we were starting to fall, right? We, we were going to lose some accounts that we had no control over, you know, it's subcontracted work, but I think we're going to be able to save those. You and I both sold an account last week. We've got another large account that we, you had bid before that yeah, may be interested alive, uh, possibly yeah. coming, coming to us. So we have to recognize the success and celebrate it, but then challenge ourselves to push through it. Don't just accept it. Don't say, Hey, we got the $5 million. We're the first one to ever do it. We have to challenge ourselves. And Matt's been really good about this. This is why he's pushing overhead cleaning and adding some staff. And because Armando up in Indy is right on our heels, right? He's, he was at yeah. 4 million. He's, he's probably going to be at 6 million next year, which means we need to be at least seven to have that healthy little uh, gap there that we like. And so that's re, you know, reinvigorated Matt into, Hey, I got to find some ways to help generate some revenue, even though we have a great relationship and our, our status with that customer is great. We have to push ourselves, right? Absolutely. And how do you bring that to the team from your level when, when you're struggling? Like, that's the hard part, right? How do you take that to two new supervisors, a director of operations, and a super and an assistant ops manager that's struggling? And how do you and I, I think challenge them that, to keep growing? Yeah, well, I think some of that is casting the vision, right? It's, hey, we're not where we're supposed to be, first of all. Like, here's what it looks like when we're where we're supposed to be. But here's where we're headed. Like, and, and you cast that vision because having the vision of something bigger and greater that we're headed towards helps push you and propel you through these valleys of suck where it's like, yeah, this isn't fun and this is hard work. And, you know, there's a lot of companies out there experiencing it with the labor market right now, just not being able to staff what they need. Um, but the difference between I think us and, and those people who are just in general struggling to staff is that, like you said, we have a 
bigger and better vision. A lot of their, their vision is let's just survive. Right. But our vision is no, we want to thrive. Thrive, Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's how we attack the second one, right? We, we, we have to put the complacency in context, recognize that we su- we succeeded and then challenge ourselves to push forward. So how do we challenge ourselves to push forward? Olin? Well, that's one of the things that we do every year. We're getting ready to sit down and do it again um, is, is setting new goals, right? It's um, our founder for office pride. Todd Hopkins has uh, a session that he's taught several times to different groups of franchisees, but it's kind of in this vein where he talks about happiness as an individual, but it kind of plays, I think, into an organization in, in, in complacency, which is we're never happy, right? Because if we set a goal, it's out there on the horizon, right? And we reach it like the horizon moves. Mm-hmm. And so if it's like, well, I'm going to get to the horizon, and then I'll be happy. The problem is we never get to the horizon. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it's the same as an organization, right? we're never arrived as a company. Like we're never okay to sit back and coast. The only time that I, and you can't coast, but the only time I would say you've arrived at your destination is if your goal is an exit strategy, yeah. right? So if your goal is to sell and, you know, build a company and sell, like a lot of companies have done, it's really big in the tech industry right now is just grow a super non-profitable business and then exit for a stupid amount of money. <laughs> I still haven't figured out that business principle. I don't know that I'll ever understand it. I'm not smart enough to, but yeah, these business like Netflix, I'm pretty sure Netflix has never shown a profit yet. They're super valuable because of stocks trading. Same thing with Uber and Lyft. Like these companies are, have Tesla, never made, Tesla never just made turned a like profit. its first two quarters of profit this year. Yeah. Yeah. And they're valued at over a trillion dollars, or at least we're at one point this year, they may have dipped back down below that. But like, I, that's the only time I could say you have arrived as if you were planning an exit strategy and you were able to successfully exit, but you being 36, 37. 37? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. 37. And I'm 34, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 30. I just turned 34. <laughs> Some of the years start to blur together, guys. Yeah, do the math. Sometimes yeah. like, oh, I was born in, let's subtract from him. <laughs> yeah. So, him being 37, me being 34, Matt's 33, Simon's 42, I think. Yeah, he was born in 79. Um, so, that, like, we're all relatively young. None of us have an exit strategy. As a matter of fact, we started the scooters thing. We, We've gone from no stores to possibly three happening next year. You know, it's <laughs> it's chaos. It's stressful, but it's it's what we all signed up for. And we just challenge ourselves to push through with those goals. So after we've set those new goals, our, our fourth step to battling complacency is keeping the purpose clear. Like goals are great, but we have to we have to know the underlying purpose of the goals and focus on the purpose to drive discipline and performance, right? So we have a goal for the company to get to $10 million. We also have a purpose. (laughs) That's not what, yeah, that's people can't buy into that. People can't, they're just like, what, what, what does that do? So when we went around a couple weeks ago in our vision casting, we're like, Hey, what can we do when we're two times the size we are right now? And they're like, well, we can offer health benefits. You know, we can help with the homeless situation across the street. Um, Casey, who's pregnant right now, wants a nacho bar for the office. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, different priorities for different people, but you know, everybody had a purpose behind why they wanted to grow. Everybody wanted to grow. Nobody was like, I'm good here. Let's just, cause then they probably wouldn't be the right seat, you know, the right person on the right seat for the, for the bus that we're on. But everybody wanted to grow and they had reasons behind it, right? It wasn't just, 
I want to get to 10 million because then we can say we did it. They wanted to get there so they could help others. They wanted to get there so that they could meet the needs of their family. They wanted to get there so that we as a company could make life-changing alterations for, for people that we have the ability to affect, right? So our core, our mission statement is to positively impact people and workplaces. Workplaces. Um, so for us, that's, that would be another way to do that, right? The money, the money allows us to do those things. The more profitable we get, the more we can do. It's not the more we can take. We do take profit from the business. Obviously we're a business. That's what it's designed for. We've spent more money on the Christmas party this year than we've ever spent before. And yeah. I don't think either one of us have any qualms about it. We're super excited to be able to do what we're doing yeah. and pull off what we're pulling off. And, and in fact, like the, if anything, I'm a little sad that right now we're not going to be donating a lot of money to a nonprofit that could change. Oh, uh, it's going to change. I have a feeling uh, people will be buying those raffle tickets on yeah. the, uh, the day of the event. Yeah. So a few years ago we did a 50, 50 raffle and, at that time, like our employees impressed us with the amount that they bought uh, with 50% going to an employee. So it benefited our staff, but then the other half we matched so that the amount didn't go down. Right. And then we donated to a nonprofit here locally. And um, you know, this year, again, we stepped it up with the amount we were willing to match and just said, Hey, look, if it gets to this amount, which we, we think is an absurd amount. Yeah. <laughs> but our, I'm hoping our employees step up and really challenge us to, yeah, you know, walk the, the talk. Yeah. That's, and that's, you know, that's something that we love doing is giving back to our community. That's one of the things we celebrate. We received the salt and light award this year. Again, I think this is our fifth or sixth time in six years getting it because it's, it's important for us to give back to the community that's made us who we are. And we recognize that and we want to continue to do that. So that's one of the ways that we're doing it. So we keep the purpose clear. Then step five for us, you know, it's one of those things I struggle with the healthy part. (laughs) So, so step five is creating healthy competition. I have the, ability to create unhealthy competition. I take it a little too far. It's number two on my strengths list is competition. And so sometimes in my basement, I challenge people for no reason, just because I need a win. It happens. You, you do that. I I do. I haven't noticed. Yeah. So human (laughs) beings love competition for the most part. There are some that don't want anything to do with it, but I would say overwhelmingly the majority like competition, both against ourselves and others. For me, I thrive on others. I do compete against myself in certain things, but I really, really, really feed off the others aspect of it. Um, so we just have to find a, a healthy way to compete, right? And that's one of the things that we've done. We were like, hey, we want to be the first one to 5 million. We beat Lee Weeks by like 120,000. He he got to like 4.88 million last year. And we're like, whew, like we got, we got, yeah. we got the 5 million. We're good, you know? And then same thing, uh, Armando's is right on our heels with that. So we've got to be careful. We've got to challenge ourselves, not because we are better than them or we don't want them to have success. It's because we want a little bit more. We want to try a little bit harder than they're willing to try to, to get there or be a little more fortunate than their, you know, than theirs. <laughs> like we don't want anything negative. Like I right. wasn't hoping we out, we beat this. Cause this is, I think the first or second time we've beat Lee. Um, 
And for us, it was not a like, hey, we hope Lee loses business so we can beat him. It was, hey, we hope we have tremendous success so that we can outgrow Lee, not, yeah. not wishing failure on anybody, because that's that's the unhealthy side of things. Right. That's where we have to pull in our reins and say, hey, we want a healthy way to do it. And then our sixth and final step is remember that history and human nature exists. History shows complacency is a part of the human condition. Don't resort to guilt or blame. Acknowledge it and use your abilities to focus on overcoming the complacency. People have gotten complacent for years and years and years and years. It's something that we'll always have to challenge. It's not something we can win one time and say we're done. Right? It's, it's a like natural a, tendency. Yeah. It's just like goal setting, right? Like just like raising your kids. Like you have two girls at home and then a teenage son, like, once you've taught your teenage son once, do the girls learn? Do the, does he learn forever? Or do you have to sometimes go over those oh lessons Lord. again? <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> right? And that's how it is with complacency. It's, it's not just a one and done situation. It's a, we have to constantly be cognizant of it and then take steps to avoid it. Would you disagree? Uh, I would uh, completely agree because as as humans, we tend towards the path of least resistance and i think that's where complacency ultimately springs from is that path of least resistance it's the hard thing to always be challenging and changing and looking and growing and and you know even honing when it's not necessary but complacency is the easy right it's the easy route of all right we've achieved a goal we can sit back we can we're staffed up, quote unquote, like we don't have to hire. We don't have to recruit. It's it's that side of it that sneaks in because it's the natural human tendency. And then out of nowhere, you know, life slaps you in the face and it's like, nope, that's not the case. Nope. Olin, you get to go clean 30 hours this week. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Pat on the behind. So that's our that's our talk for today. That's what we wanted to talk about. It's something we're dealing with here live living color it's not us telling you guys you suck because you deal with complacency we deal with it we struggled we failed we're gonna we've recognized it we've set goals to overcome it we've we're we're talking about it so that we can get through it and our team's bought in right nobody's complained once about having to go out and do the work nobody's yep. it's an awesome team yeah no i mean nobody's happy about it right i mean you got a wife and kids at home uh, Caleb has a wife and kids at home. Michelle has a grandbaby that she likes to go visit and all that's kind of suffering right now because we've got this that we have to deal with because we got complacent. So we recognize it's our fault. We're going to address it. We're going to fix it. We're going to overcome it. And everybody's going to do it with a happy, happy smile on their face. And, and it's a, it's a blessing. I mean, it's a, here I am two years ago, I would have been out cleaning with you guys and I haven't been out yet. Not because I'm not willing uh, I've, I've asked Caleb every day, Hey, you need anything from me? And he's like, Nope, we're good. He's like, would you come if I asked? I said, absolutely. Not a, without hesitation, but this was a goal of ours to not have me go out and clean anymore and knock on wood. We're, we're there. And even though you guys are struggling through it, you're, you're keeping that away from me, which I appreciate more than anybody will ever understand, but we're, we're getting through it. We're, we're growing. We're going to be better out at the other end of this. And it's exciting to see where we'll, we'll go because of this experience. So thank you guys for listening to old fashioned work and whiskey. I'm your host, Jason Courtney, as always, Olin Hyde in studio, turning the knobs, pushing the levers. We, uh, 
We appreciate everybody listening. You can reach out to us on Gmail or Facebook. Listen to us live. <laughs>